0: During this episode at Disconnection, we'll be speaking to Mikhail Maikadosh, Kadosh, who will share with us real and relatable stories from, covering a range of topics from his unique perspective. So, Mikhail Maikadosh, Kadosh, how are you? Um, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience?
1: Hello, world. <laughs> Welcome.
0: <laughs> so, uh, when did you uh, get into music? How old were you when you first found that you had a passion for music?
1: Um, Always, like, music has always been, like, a you know, Part like of me, you know, like I've always had an interest for it, but officially, like, started like creating music when I was like twelve or thirteen. Oh, using, middle school, uh, yeah, super duper music looper. Whoa. This little—is uh... that what you called your bander? No, <laughs> <Or is> that... <laughs> no, it's like a, it's like a, um, literally, what it sounds like. It's like <laughs> a little uh, music program for the computer that lets you loop shit. And, oh, gotcha. Uh, I can curse, right? Of, yeah, course, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that was the first one and I started making beats and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of nice." And then I started like exploring like what what would be like the next kind of step cuz I re- I recognized that it was it was nice shit for what I was doing, but it's not like man, these beats don't sound like other people's beats. So,
2: what kind of stuff uh, were you listening to at that time that you were trying to get to that level? um Even though you were still very young you
1: know yeah i was and i was i, I had just come i was like a year after i came from israel mm-hmm. so it, hip like hip hop uh, was very influential in a lot of different ways and i think that's kind of what uh what kind of influenced me into or pushed me into music that's been like my main uh topic um uh, basically hip hop uh, rap uh, lyricism but it's been developed and like expanded you know exponentially since so um the i I guess the at the time i wasn't listening to anybody specifically like i wasn't Mm -hmm. um i i I was just soaking in whatever was around me at the time and then um two years after or a year year and something after i'd moved to jersey where i would met a lot of you guys and uh, and the music the music kind of changed Mm -hmm. It went from more, from uh, later it came back to hip-hop when I met this motherfucker. Uh, (laughs) But uh, at first it was more like, it showed me into like classic rock and like funk and, you know, a lot of just like stuff that I wasn't used to directly listening to. So it kind of opened up your path a little bit when you moved. Yeah, definitely. Throughout high Who was it
0: that uh, introduced
1: you to rap and hip-hop initially? Um. hmm. I don't, I, I don't remember anybody specifically. Um, I mean, my dad would always bump uh, different, different music, and he was a big fan of hip hop, so okay, he liked the, he liked the beats, you know? and <laughs> <Nice>. so, <laughs> and so, like, I don't know, maybe some like subconscious thing where I was like, yeah, look, I like this shit, beats, something yo. about the, the drums or that because uh-huh. I didn't know what they were saying, but like something like angry and like something fed me, and I was like, yo, this is dope. At I what point like did this. you
0: switch from you know playing around with music and and writing lyrics uh having that hip hop thing to focusing more in depth on the production of uh the beats and uh the like cuz I know you went to school in Florida
2: Yeah
1: for for two years yeah
0: for two years yeah. okay and while you were down there was your exploration you know your creative side in the music more towards lyrics still more towards writing raps or was it more towards cause at one point, you were producing your own music, right? Mm. Okay, so from uh, your time in Florida, were you still
1: deep into writing, or was it
0: more of the production?
1: Um, I think it's like at that time I was eighteen, nineteen mm-hmm. there, and so it was a very uh, uh, let's say like ex like I, I was exploring a lot of myself and like kind of like different directions of where I wanted to go and this so i would say that both kind of like stuck together because i was in school studying um engineering and kind of like oh wow different different ways of of production and and things like that so i would take that and then go home and be Mm -hmm. like okay i need to that's what i need to put into my whatever i'm working on but at the same time um it was a very like uh angry like phase like i was like man like really into conspiracy nice. theories <laughs> i'm still and, like, into them I, yeah i mean obviously yeah but yeah. like uh it, it was like at the height of like what like i knew something was wrong and i started searching and <laughs> right. finding all these things i'm like yeah finally like this yeah that's that's what i was thinking and finally this dude answered it zeitgeist like all uh, this it's different, a crazy you know film, man yeah all I've this different that. shit and so like i was taking that and then that was my main Kind of niche in the music, like lyric wise. I was like, man, I need to like do something meaningful, sort change. Of yeah, like yeah. putting like my kind of perspective of things into it, and and kind of seeing where it goes. Um, and then it kind of like toned down the you know stresses of life and like r- real life, real job, real shit. Just like creating an, an outlet from, for you. So you found mm-hmm. that as a
2: sort of therapy
1: to be able to create music at that time in your life. Definitely. And um, and it's 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 only developed since then, but also devolved in a way that it's like you get caught in a cycle or different cycles. And, um, and what you used to do like every day for fun, what mm-hmm. used to be your escape kind of is like it's not a form of procrastination anymore. It's like what you need to do. So you kind of find other ways to procrastinate. <laughs> Whereas before music was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, you know, I just right. want to do this. And so you got to like refresh this kind of like where I'm at now. That's why I did so much renovation in the past few years. You haven't heard too much, you know.
2: So it, tell me about that. That's very interesting. So you're saying you did renovations to try and refresh your, I guess, your will to be able to continue to create music mm-hmm. is kind of how it is. Is there anything else that you kind of do on a daily basis that tries to get you in the zone? You know whatever you need to be for that
1: yeah Uh, unfortunately uh there i mean besides substances and different stupid stuff like that where Mm -hmm. i'm like man let me uh get away from from this mind state and then try to like get into this inspirational um trying to instill like habits of treating it like a job but still in a way that it's inspiring is the most difficult so it's an interesting balance I can yeah imagine. because I'm not working right now like I, I was traveling for for a few months in South America then I went to visit family uh, in Israel then I kept traveling a bit I came back it's been two months almost since I've been back and <clears throat> I haven't been working you know I do freelancing mm-hmm. little things but I didn't want to go back into the cycle and it's a lot harder than I thought to wake up every day and be like, I don't have shit to do. I really don't have anything to worry about tomorrow. Like, why don't I do music all day, every day, mm. you know? Everything. So it's a, it's like a constant battle to try and... Because it's a creative form. It's not like I can wake up and just crunch numbers. That right. way I would wake up at 8 and do all my work and be done, you know? absolutely. But some mornings you wake up, I'm like, I don't know. I don't have have it in me today sometimes. Would you say that your emotions kind of uh,
0: almost create the the bedrock for where your creative side goes? You know, if you're feeling sad one day, maybe your music turns out to be a little sad. Mm. Or if you're happy, like it's more elated in the production of it. Or Would you maybe say it that
2: reflects differently? Like he's sad, and then he writes angry music, and right, right, right. right. Yeah, I yeah. mean,
1: it's both. Yeah. Honestly, it's both, and it's it's it sucks because I like being sad for that reason. Yeah, I <laughs> And feel I've you. talked to a lot of other art, artistic <laughs> uh, uh, persons, and yeah. they're they're the same way. Nobody's gonna make. Like, yeah, I like being sad. You know, right, but right. I will tell you. Yeah, like I like when when, when the worst things happen. I'm yeah. like. Yes, maybe not at the second, but after that, you like lost the best any girlfriends recently. That. Like. Yeah, like that's <laughs> when I have troubles with comes. girls. I'll
0: end up writing some poems about them. Right. Turn out to be really good poems. Right, right. But there right. was one time where I was recently uh, happy about something, and so I wrote a poem about it. And I was like, "Wow, this is really good." Mm. And then the event ended, and I was like, "Oh, like let me try and write something again." And I wrote down like a couple of passages, and I was like, "This sucks. <laughs> I need to be like in that you know hype again." Yeah. Whatever it is, up or down.
1: Yeah. It's. It, I mean, that's. it's unfortunate in that way that it, you have to be, it's not just like something you could turn on. Um, well, maybe it is, but like you have to really train yourself to be able to do that, to be inspired and be like, I'm going to make music right now. I want to make this type of thing. Yeah. It's easy. I mean, I could just, I get on the keyboard every day, whatever, try mm-hmm. something out. And then maybe 10 minutes into it, I'm like, oh, this is like the same stuff that's been going on. You know, it's like, I don't want to do that. Sometimes you need to like step back or go away get some different sounds get mm-hmm. this you know come back and be like
2: you said you were traveling out. the world did you feel like you were hearing different types of music just even being in Israel again or back in you said you were just in South America I yeah. know have you been there before I feel like that, that was, was your, that was the first, time, first yeah. trip was that with John Rogel right now
1: um, I met up with him throughout I started alone and then ended up alone but I was with him for a good month and change yeah
2: and uh, those experiences they ended up bringing out any specific songs or
1: anything like that Um, yeah, definitely, uh, wrote some stuff while I was out there, Mm -hmm. uh, being inspired by the different people and just the energy and and the the scenery there is crazy. Um, so yeah, definitely was influenced a lot in Brazil, a lot in Uruguay and in Argentina, um, and in Costa Rica as well. Um, but for the most part, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it depends where you're going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I was... Um, I tried to go to less touristic places, but even so, like at the at the bare minimum, you're in a city in Peru and Ecuador and <clears throat> a couple of other places. You go to like the regular bar, or whatever the the thing is on the street, and it's playing the same fucking twenty uh, song playlist, yeah, despacito and and whatever the fuck other songs there are. That they were playing in in Miami before I left. Right, even. oh so you're here. man, so I'm like same it's same the shit same, same there. shit all yeah. over the world. You close your eyes, you don't know where the fuck you are. Like, <laughs> it's you're back in Miami. You yeah, never left. dude. Yeah, and so it's like I couldn't believe it to that extent. How like. Okay. Fucking fuck the world is. That is nine- fucked.
2: I, <laughs> I agree with you. And it sucks that you re- I was we were just in the car on the way here. And uh, I don't even know this name. Some f- FIFA fucking song came up on 92.3. And Kyle's like, this is the second time I'm hearing this just during this drive. and I'm The crazy. old FIFA? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I don't know. Not that old. song, but I love that song. Cumbawamba <laughs> yeah, is cool with me. It's like FIFA 98. I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this was like FIFA 07 or something. Oh, okay. But, uh... <laughs> but where, still where it's I was the going second with time that. to played. Mm. Ridiculous. But where I was going with that is as a independent artist where have you found places to share your music with people that aren't, you know, the radio. <laughs> right. <laughs> what's what's good outlets for people to find new music and your music? Mm.
1: Um it's a given you know that the internet is, is mm-hmm. the place and it's the first like and what, foremost what kind of place. platforms on the internet is, um, is what i mean you know so soundcloud youtube facebook those right. the three things i'm not on twitter stupidly um as an artist it just hurts me but i just i don't just i don't do it mm mm-hmm. can't yeah, fuck it um uh, i'm sure i have like some cool tweets or whatever to say but like i can't i can't like get myself to get in a routine to that but um Regardless, YouTube uh, and SoundCloud is probably Mm -hmm. the most prominent thing. Bandcamp, I have some stuff on too. Um, Instagram as well. If you want to follow me, like personally, like as an artist, Instagram is probably the best place because of the story. I don't like posting stuff that's not high quality. Mm -hmm. So that's why I rarely post and rarely, you know, do stuff. But the stories I do almost every day. Just like updates of what's up in the studio. Yeah, in the studio with the band, different things, da-da-da-da-da um so that would be probably the the best place but um to share to share my music it's it's hard because you got to find a balance because the people I want to listen also to the people I want to listen to my music are also a lot of the people that are listening to the radio Mm -hmm. you know um and so there's got to be like a balance where I have to not cater to them but like make it available in the same way that other music is available to them. Definitely uh, and my music is not on the radio so I have to find different channels, you know.
0: You have to use all of those outlets. Yeah, in order to to have an audience.
1: Yeah, and I have to be consistent. Which right. is something I'm working on because mm-hmm. if you're not it's like pissing in the wind. Yeah. I right. like put something out and then whatever 4 days later it's gone. The mm-hmm. algorithm in Facebook will never show it to you even if I know that if you two saw the post that I did, you'd like it or share whatever it right. is, you know. But it's literally not even showing it to you because...
0: Right. Because you haven't reached those yeah. criteria for, yeah. oh, the algorithm does pick it up and it yep. will throw it out.
2: Yeah. I remember also you used to hand out a lot of CDs back in the day. Are you still mm. doing that? Like, with your last album, were you able to do that?
1: I, I do. I'm, I mean, I'm sitting on, like, hundreds of CDs. <laughs> like, <laughs> a clone of CDs. Just, yeah, just fucking, like, sitting there catching dust. So they're nice coasters. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I do have, like, the last CDs. Right. Um and they're nice and there's just something about physical like things totally. for me that I, I still like cherish even though most people would be like man I got fucking stuck with this CD <laughs> what am yeah. I going to do with the rest of the night with this there's something
2: great about it you first of all albums that are like awesome you know you can get a CD and the cover's really good you can open up you can see some cool artwork there's some mm. th- interesting bits in the middle I always like looking at lyrics of certain albums when I'm really into them so that stuff's always cool if you can you know package it with your album oh, yeah. later on um, uh, my question is I know you used to play bass are you still playing bass are or you, are you not producing your music for yourself like you're not writing the bass music for your beats um, no I I
1: definitely depends what because like I you know have, you said you had a band with you is why yeah why so I'm not no I'm not that. playing bass in a band gotcha. and um, in general I'm not playing bass a lot but mm-hmm. when I do produce um, a lot of the times what I'll do is I'll write the bass whether it's uh midi or i'll play oh my so you'll bass. literally write out the lines yeah yeah N- not like uh on sheet music mm-hmm. but like yeah i'll come up with it and um and then what i have done a lot of the times is i have like a great basis that i know i have a couple so i'll just send it to them excuse me you're good um come out, uh they'll come out to the studio and re record it. Uh and then I'll sit there and butcher it and be like, oh, can you <laughs> do like do doom dot doom 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 instead and they'll do that and then we just go back and forth and I chop it up and, and do it. Um but I i like to think of it if if somebody else that I know can do something better mm-hmm. for me, like within, you know, yeah, like my steez then why wouldn't I absolutely try to outsource it, yeah. you know? You want the best uh,
2: possible quality, the best production, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like wh- if you heard the song and you're like, "Man, that shit is that's banging! I, I love that bass." Mm-hmm. I like, rather you say that than than you just be like, "Oh, who played who played?" I'm like, "I played the bass," you know, like, <laughs> right, I did everything. Right. You know. uh, so I remember that a couple of years ago, you
0: had your computer. You wrote it on Facebook that your computer had crashed or died, or my hard drive. Your hard drive fell apart, (laughs) and you lost tons of music. Yeah, there was a like a year or so, or maybe more, where you didn't release anything because you were you were building something, you were creating something, and then it it was lost,
1: right? It was, but was found. It was found again. Well, it was. It wasn't. Yeah, it was found, and uh, and sent back to me. So it was in Miami. Uh, I went down for the weekend uh, around that time, like however long ago that was, and I went to the studio. And my friend's up there. And so we chilled. We were making some music, da 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 da. And then I left. And the first and you know, I realized I didn't have my drive. The first thing I called was my friend over there. And I was like, yo, check the studio. Mm-hmm. And he checked and he did this and that. And he called. He's like, no, nah, I don't, like, I don't see it. So I went, you know, to the second thought where I'm like, oh man, it's either in the cab or I lost it here, da 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 da. And I couldn't find it, like, at all. And then a week has passed and I was like, okay. I've come to realize that that's it i don't have it yeah, so i posted gone. it up i was like r.i.p my drive some shit," and i um i came to senses that i lost all the shit that was on it which was oh, so man. much well what was that though, like
2: an upcoming album a bunch of beats you had written
1: out yeah both um the album that i still didn't release but is just like basically complete now mm-hmm. and then it had the two instrumental albums that i'd uh put out the beats in blue beats in red and then just a whole bunch of songs that I just have had for years, so I was just
2: like, fuck.
1: And uh, and then so I posted it, and then this motherfucker out of nowhere, the other kid that's in the studio, the same studio in Mm -hmm. Miami, just messages me, and is like, is it a WD, like Black Drive? And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? And this is like (laughs) a while (laughs) after, a while after, and I was like, yeah, send it to me. And I called up my other friend who originally was like, who is not here? And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you know? And, uh, and. And you he, got eyes, dumbass? <laughs> yeah, he just, he didn't realize that was the one. He thought oh, it was oh. Anthony, you know, the other dudes and okay. da da da. Anyway, but. You're punching yourself in the head at that point. But, yeah. <laughs> you know what? But Thank it was God. nice in a way because I like, I by posting it, I was like, I let it go. I was like, mm-hmm. that's it. Like, it's over. If it sucks. Like, save your shit. Don't be an idiot like me, you know? Back or, it up somewhere uh, yeah, else. Yeah, back it up. That was really the, the issue. And, I, did back, I do back up my stuff more so than, than before, but I still am an idiot.
0: Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick little break here and give a big, big thank you to our sponsor, the Blockchain Academy. They let us use their studio and their equipment, and they teach you all about blockchain technology. You can check them out online. They have world-class instructors, and they're going to teach you how to use blockchain. So we just want to say thank you to them again, and let's get back to the show. There's a couple of things that I have written out that I have them backed up on my phone, on my email, on my computer, on a, a USB stick in my drawer next to the computer that in case good. someone comes and literally takes the computer and nobody's going to do that and nobody needs that many backups. <laughs> but oh, you should paranoid. be organized like that. Yeah but, yeah, but I have backups everywhere and there's actually a, a journal that I keep and I keep that backed up in more places than I think Anyone needs to back anything up. Like I have more backups of that than probably the NSA has backups of our phone calls. It's very it character to <laughs> yeah. have all those backups right? for sure. Well, yeah. it, it means it's important to you, so it, that's and, good. And it is, yeah, extremely important. Um, and I wanted to ask you: Do you find that when you explore with maybe certain drugs that you create new um, approaches to music? Like I remember when uh, I first started smoking weed. I became like more introspective in like, my writing, and not just uh, poem writing, but also in like keeping a journal. like I would analyze a lot more stuff when I was by myself at home. Do you think that uh, drugs and different types of drugs have influenced your music?
1: Yeah, definite, definitely has helped or helped, but yeah, definitely it influenced me to uh, think of music in different ways and, uh, and approach music in different ways. Um, especially psychedelics weed weed def weed is like the the one that started it you know like i remember it's a nice baseline it's, it makes everything Yeah, <laughs> it's a foundation it really you is. know and it's like i remember back even in like early high school and just like starting to smoke bud and then uh going to this dude's house and and like putting music on and like i didn't know at the time but like hitting it and like feeling like what i would now like on acid or like a psychedelic mm-hmm. you know just closing my eyes and being like yo this is nuts music yeah. is insane you know and just boom and it just shot off you dude know? i
2: remember those days of like my first time smoking pot <laughs> yeah. hearing certain songs and you're like dude i didn't know music could be this yeah good, you know? yeah
0: and man this whole other realm yeah it's it made insane it you don't even sometimes have to understand like the language of the music that you're listening to. It could be in like Spanish, and you don't know how to speak Spanish, or it could mm. be in you like just Indian. Get hype on something. Yeah, it's yeah. a universal language where it it's really just like is. the rhythm, the flow of whatever it is. Totally. Yeah, you just you hop right into it. You're like, whoa! There's no cultural boundaries
2: mm. anymore.
1: It takes it away. It's just how it makes you feel.
2: Yeah. Totally. But I could so I could say this to you because I've just experimented with a few drugs and, like, I've tried acid before, and I went to play guitar on acid mm. and playing guitar on acid or I've tried a few other things, but like specifically on acid, it's not like, I'm, I'm not good at guitar, you know? Like I can play guitar and I didn't do anything out of this fucking world when I was playing on acid. I listened back. Mm. But what it was is I was definitely playing differently than I'm usually playing. Like I, it was exactly how you said, I approached it a little differently, yeah. like either slower or just different use of notes or just how, what I wanted to play over certain styles Start coming out differently do you feel that you've had that experience as 100%, well? 100% yeah it's an interesting thing it's amazing yeah, yeah.
1: and especially I mean I've had different uh, trips where like I intended to make music while taking this you, mm-hmm. know? Interesting. Like, you know I'm like okay I'm gonna do some acid tonight and create something cool I'm with a friend and we're like yo let's do this you know um, and some nights, like, uh, my friend and I made, like, a whole, like, beat album called Acid Reflux. Uh, <laughs> cool, cool. We it's put it out, name. like, four years ago. And, like, like two of the beats, I'm like, I really like. And the other ones, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? We were tripping so hard. Lord. Uh, but even at the time, like, I remember, like, just fucking with, like, the, the filters. And, uh, you know, it's something the most basic, the DJ at every fucking bar tonight right. is doing, you know, just filtering it out. But I remember just... Appreciating that so much. I mean, like, yo oh, dude, it's yeah, like that's it's, the thing you appreciate. You know? That is the yeah. word
2: exactly. You're like feeling mm. it, and if you find your little niche, you're like, why does this all of a sudden sound so good? Yeah. You want to build around that. Thing. Exactly. It's very cool.
1: And it, just like you played less notes, like, mm. um, that it, dude, that is a huge thing. Much, yeah. le- a lot less, a lot less. Yeah, man, because every you're like, every note like means something more, mm. and you're breaking down, at least for me, it breaks down like a lot of the insecurities mm-hmm. that I'm not conscious of so much but that go in effect when i'm starting to write or when i start to produce where i'm like oh no you can't have that sound mm-hmm. or like oh that sounds cheesy or what's that core you know all that cool. sh- it's just like whatever oh man like oh, whatever man. sound <laughs> that is you know like and uh yeah it's it's amazing i would definitely if you're in a right state of mind and in a good place uh, like physically, like around you or mm-hmm. with people you love or trust, it's definitely something i would uh I would recommend experimenting with absolutely around music. nature or music, yeah, mm-hmm. I have to uh, agree with you. it's something that
0: I think everyone should experience, and you know, not everyone is ready to take that step towards oh, I'm not in the right state of mind or uh, I'm not in a good part of my life, so i there's no way I could take a drug right now. It's like, okay, well, maybe the reason why you don't feel you're in that right place. Is because you're too self involved and you're getting lost in the complication you're creating. And in reality, like life can be very simple and Mm -hmm. we make it more complicated sometimes than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's an important thing to remember when you tell people, you know, like, hey, it's not a bad idea if someone just, you know, goes on a trip. Like maybe our politicians should go on a trip, but besides (laughs) the point, uh, maybe they'll lose some of that ego that they have. Hell yeah. but I, yeah, I, so I wanted to know, uh, while in the music industry, what do you feel is the most valuable thing that you've gained out of it? Learning about yourself, you know, you, you're diving into mm. your passion, right? And yeah. you're, you're creating. You're a creator in a sense, mm. and you're you're building upon what you're passionate for. What is the biggest value that you feel you've gained from that?
1: the the value that like i i learned from or the mm-hmm. value that i have learned that, learned that you have
0: that you continue to strive for
1: um i think a lot of the the passion that i used to have that i feel like died out with what i was talking about earlier when you're like in a job and, mm-hmm. or doing the same things over and over mm-hmm. or uh, forcing music or you know you're coming into the same corners I'm like man I'm using the same words literally in verses or I'm using the same sounds or it's the same process every time whatever it is that's getting you down uh, about the music I think it's the most valuable thing that I learned that from from other great musicians and other people successful people is to how to inspire yourself uh kind of going back to what i was saying even earlier where you could train yourself like man i'm tired i'm coming home from work i'm not going to make play guitar make music whatever i know feels good like i know makes me feel good but mm-hmm. i'm not allowing myself to do it so the value in self-inspiration whether that means that you're uninspired because you're you're doing the same thing so when you get home instead of going down and sitting down and turning the computer or the TV on and then feeling bad that you're not playing guitar instead, go outside for a walk, go, you know, change your, whatever it is, like, keep changing it your just to state. inspire mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. You're basically treating it like you're tr- you're tricking yourself until you learn to, you know, fucking, like, you know you love to do it, so why wouldn't you right. give yourself that, you know? Right. But everybody denies themselves shit, you
0: know? Yeah. Um because we think that it oh, it'll feel good but I'll I'll do it later it's no big deal yeah. and, you know and, and it's a it's a habit you create bad habits exactly. bad habits are the hardest thing to get out of mm. uh, cuz you don't even know it's a bad habit it's just a thing that you do you know exactly. you're not
1: aware of it and you wake up years later like it's fucking scary like yeah. m- my dad used to tell me this all the time it's the biggest cliche He's like oh you know time goes fast you know you wake up it's nothing da. da, da. I'm like ah, yeah okay you know mm-hmm. i know it goes fast but it just, it became, like, I literally, I, that's why, I, you know, partly why I left. Mm-hmm. Because I woke up and I was like, dude, it's been three years and I haven't done anything that I feel like is uh, is accomplished, like, I didn't accomplish anything like in the past three years. Right. No fulfillment in music or in my passion. Um, and, yeah, okay, I was making some money. I've, you know, been here, been there. Like, you know, I would. I didn't have a bad life. It's not like I was sad, you know, I was like, like suffering, so to say, but I wasn't happy, you know, I'm still not happy. I'm trying to get to that inspiration to to get to that What's the ideal
2: next step right now? Do you like you send your old music to record labels? Like, how are you trying to uh, become the best you that you could possibly be at this point?
1: So that's a good saying, because that's what I need to do first Mm -hmm. before because I'm glad I didn't push myself to the 1000% that I no, i could three four years ago with the music while i was very you know it was, i had a buzz i had a lot of people kind of following me and right you know i felt good and i felt motivated and i was doing I things, Yeah, a lot of different things um but i'm i'm glad because in a in in a way i knew i was a, i knew i was uh, insecure for a reason i was like this is cool for whatever a couple reasons but i'm not this is not me this is not a thousand percent my soul and what i want to put out into the world and so i need to be the best me that i i can be first and the way that i want to approach it now is not uh just going in as like a uh, a rapper so to say i want to be treated as like a musician so when when i go into Producing this next thing. Uh, yeah, of course, I'm rapping. I'm writing different melodies. I'm having different people come in and on it. A lot more live, organic stuff with the band is really what I want to uh, get to. So it's not just me. It's like this group, this, this uh, group of Something bigger musicians. than just you. Yeah, it's an experience when you come hear it live or, or cool. hear it in yourself. Are you so. guys
2: still going to go under your name as the uh, no. lead name? What are you guys no. call so, yourselves? You well, first, I it? killed
1: Micka Villain. Okay. So that one... Kill the boy, become the man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, because I felt like I pushed myself into like a lane where okay. it was nice, but it was very kind of closed. Like I couldn't, like you couldn't see that image or that person uh, doing something over that kind of production, which I don't like because I want to do whatever the hell I, I want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so I became Misha, my friend Misha, which is the new alias is a lot more fluid and a lot more open and can, is it can Misha of, or my Misha, friend Misha my friend Misha cool I like that but, it uh, lot, but yeah. you can it say Misha cool. you know like for sure but mm-hmm. but when you say like who you know who did that oh my friend Misha nice yeah. um he's your friend yeah <laughs> well exactly. yeah <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it sticks I like it a lot more and uh and I'm we're currently trying to come up with a name for the band cool. um And you guys are going to be a fusion
2: of types of music? Yeah,
1: definitely hip-hop influenced. Mm -hmm. um, But a lot of soulful, uh, uh, like, jazzy R&B, melody, singing, and and funky, like, instrumental grooves. Everybody in the band is, like, insane musicians. Yeah, all Steely Dan Um, fans. Everybody is really good. yeah, shout out to Steely Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so, who else is in the band? Um, it's uh, my friend, uh, Techo, and Right. Um, he's a drummer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really cool guy. guy. Um, another friend of his, uh, Nick, who's, uh, from Miami. Um, insane key- keyboard player. Mm. And, um, Mike Merida uh, is on bass. Great bass player. Hell yeah. Really, really funky. Mm. And uh, this other dude, Shunta, on guitar. Okay, Uh, Shunta. Really, really jazzy awesome
2: that's a fun mix of people right yeah man yeah
1: everybody's groovy and uh we'll have horns on it we'll have uh other vocals female vocals male vocals and those are going to be things that
0: you produce beforehand and then throw in there or are you actually going to have some people that you know some extra friends occasionally like oh this is gonna be a horn night like why don't you come in and you know someone that plays the horn
1: yeah so it'll be a mix of things because most of the production that i that we do now uh most of the songs that we've been Mm -hmm. working on are based on my production but we we're also doing like a bunch of tracks based on uh, the keyboard is progression I chopped it up made a beat mm-hmm. out of it brought cool. it back presented it like let's learn that live you know and um, All of them really need horns, you know? Like, I would love to get horns on everything. Horns are Um, great. Yeah, Yeah. dude. (laughs) Horns are great. Hell yeah. For all the horny souls, get some (laughs) horns, man. Um,
0: What about a clarinet or a flute? I've been listening to a lot of jazz recently, mm. like classical music in general on Spotify. And I just listen to it when I read, when I'm uh, uh, doing homework or walking around the city. Mm. And you know, there's this like clarinet jazz Uh, station on Spotify I'm like wow so this Mm. is really cool (laughs) yeah
1: no that would be that would be dope ideally I would want like a horn section uh backup singer section and uh one main vocalist and then me um of course I would want a lot of other things like Mm -hmm. flute could be cool but just um it kind of takes over for me like flute is like a hog it's like a A show hog yeah you know? Yeah. It can't be used like kinda like as like kinda in the back. It's right. very snobby, you know, and like I mm, don't you know, need to be the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I don't like, know about yeah. flute, but but like saxophone and uh, you know, cool. different different things that definitely will come to the front, but mm. like in a sexy smooth way and then fall out and be able to do their thing, you know. Um but yeah, just developing more. So right now we're like I didn't want to bring too much things at once because mm-hmm. I'm also going to be doing chops and different samples uh, live from the computer and with different you know kind of synths, mm-hmm. um, but I don't want to bring too many elements at once. I want to to be tight as a group, then develop
2: you know? and grow from there. Yeah. And uh, just to take it back a little bit, I know you said you were an engineering major, and mm-hmm. how would you say your production journey has been? From Miami till today, I know you just redid your studio in New York, right? Mm. And um, in Miami, I think I remember hearing you used to record in like a shower room or something like that. In a closet, yeah, in the closet, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, it definitely has, has developed immensely, but still to this day, like I listen mm-hmm. to some productions from, you know, when I was eighteen, seventeen, nineteen, and I'm like, man, this shit bangs. This is hard, and like I'm like, I have lost a lot of the different that you know i used to make things before i knew a lot of music theory mm-hmm. and before i was like i recognize that things distort and don't sound good you know i used to just make things because they sound good you know right even just chords or or drum whatever it is i'm like just just yeah More sounds feeling good
2: it instead of like deconstructing it exactly That's and cool. even
1: tying it back to the psychedelics i think mm-hmm. they help drop the things that those I've learned, yeah, yeah, the, the preconceived notions that I have of how I should build a beat, you know. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you've stepped into
0: flow. So, mm-hmm. flow is like a state of like you are able to take all of the knowledge that you know about a specific thing. So, you have all of that, you know, music theory, like mm-hmm. when things distort and how it changes the rhythm and the, um, the music in general, and you drop it from an analytical point and you just know it. And you just apply it where you mm. think it should, you know, where it feels out. Yeah. You
2: know? What I thought and, was really interesting was you said it drops your insecurities when you play, and that is something I totally can relate with. Like, uh, yeah. I'm overthinking what you're right. playing is the, the biggest problem. I'm not thinking is, like, can be the ultimate key. Something. Exactly. You're just, like, finding your great flows there. And yeah, I wish that was a state of mind that was easier to find without the use of So
1: so that's that's the inspirational thing Mm -hmm. that uh, I had a teacher in in college that said something like that where he was like he would wake up at five in the morning or four forty five, whatever it is, every morning because he had that hour. That was the only hour where it was he felt like to himself. He called Mm -hmm. it like the golden hour. He would wake up and write. You say that's when he was most inspired wow. that's when he had the the quiet whatever it was for him and every day he would do that um and then we started talking about inspiration da 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 da, da and he was like uh he was talking to like our kind of generation he was a very like real like teacher like i really liked him cuz he would just say shit just cold hearted you know he's like you guys are <laughs> fucking idiots your generation is a bunch of pussies like just have, a blunt no, ass dude yeah yeah, yeah. And he's like you guys think you need to smoke and, and drink this much to write a fucking song get the fuck out of here i'm inspired instantly
0: Whoa, and i was like dude
1: until this day like i was like i, I remember his face when he said it. i was like fuck man that's that's amazing like, that's hardcore man. it's like it's instantly too. i inspire myself and i'm like that's, that's <laughs> how many times i'm, I'm like mm, i'm not i'm not feeling it i'm like what the fuck man like slap yourself in the face you yeah. know uh, and then you but then you start forcing it or whatever and then it's not you know it's like a vicious cycle but anyway it's, it's just in my mind you know stuck for so long
0: instantly inspired it sounds like he was passionate
1: he's yeah i mean he's a writer he's a yeah. musician um he's yeah he's just learned he's like you train yourself to be able to inspire yourself.
0: yeah hop into that passion mm. it's, it's a difficult thing to do
1: oh yeah. yeah it's a different it's a difficult thing to to keep pursuing because because it's so creative and it's like a... It's not like if I knew that I had to wake up every day and draw coffee cups on this sleeve and that's all I had to do, not even draw, just stamp it, you know? Yeah. And that's all I had to do for hours every day. I'd wake up and do this. It's fine, even if I'm feeling depressed and down and one day I wanna just break the fucking stamp or whatever, I'm still just, I can still get it done and do it, you mm-hmm. know? The difference between something creative even painting or, or you know photography, it could, be, it could be easily relatable. Is that if you can't just get it out, you can, and it's not gonna be what you kind of good enough for that threshold, right? So you have to like find different ways to get it out of you the way that it needs to come out. It's not just sitting there and stamping, and it doesn't matter how you feel. You know. So
0: you were uh, talking earlier about how to to get that out of you, that creative side, that you'd go on walks or something. What are like the three things that you do in order
1: to mm. generate that creativity? Um, definitely get out right away because- Out of sp- wherever you are? Wherever the fuck you are. Mm. Okay. yeah. Because Especially for me because I'm a studio rat and right now I'm living in the studio as the room as well. Wow. Mm. So yeah, it's a, you know, some expenses. Sure, sure. Um so I f- sometimes I feel like oh like everything is just you know like oh, coming on top of me and the walls are closing in and I'm smoked out and I'm just <laughs> sitting there smoking <laughs> oh, the whole shit. place is just smoke <laughs> I'm clouded you know <laughs> <laughs> so I just get the fuck out of there like I don't care and then as soon as I I'm like alright we should go you know uh, I'm like oh but what are you gonna do outside like what do you really want to do and it's like trying to make me stay and right. feel like shit you know. Trying to get out of here! Crazy. Man. Come on. And so, just get the fuck out wherever you are. Number one. Okay. Uh, That's a good one. Uh, number two is do something that you wouldn't necessarily do. Like f- force yourself to do it. Doesn't have to be for a while. Doesn't have to, you know. Um, so, like, yeah, if you get out, of course, you're gonna go on the roof or go for a walk or just mm-hmm. go like whew, chill out, stretch for a second, come back. But what you would never go to. This cafe and just sit there and not just go in and get a coffee, sit there and just fucking think, you know, like enjoy the coffee, like alone outside of the place where you, you know, like different things where place
0: yourself into a different spatial environment.
1: Yeah. And into a different mind state, you know, like force yourself to go out the house without the phone, you know. Ooh. And then, and then, because everywhere you could be the same shit. Right. I'm on Instagram. It doesn't matter what
0: cafe you're in, what park you're at, pull out your phone and boom, you're back in that world.
1: Yeah. And why I'm saying to do that is just just so if it creates a different path for the thoughts to flow, and you mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, "Oh shit, I remember I needed to make that doctor appointment i I forgot to call this prayer all of, everything it's just like when you put your head to go to sleep and everything just you to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally does dude, <laughs> I
2: know that man, you get that second of like calm, and all of a sudden your thoughts settle into your brain again. Mm-hmm. You start remembering all that <laughs> shit you forgot to do all yeah. day. <laughs> Holy hell, yeah, and through that plenty of times, I'm gonna tell you.
1: Yeah. And the third thing, um, diet. I think diet. I I feel so much different when I'm when I wake up and I don't, oh, you know, just smoke right mm-hmm. away and you know, I drink more water or like I I eat something different than I normally would or eat something lighter. I'm not gonna you eat whatever the fuck you want, but do some research about your body and sure. see what you don't. Don't go by the food pyramid, you know. Right. Do what, what feels right for you. So, ever since changing certain aspects, you really start feeling much better. Definitely, I would say
2: better. diet's incredibly important, especially yeah. for energy and stuff. Like I know, it well, I eat like shit, so you right. gotta wake up feeling like crap, and yeah. it's not conducive to a productive
1: day. Oh yeah. So I, and I even don't worse agree. is the, the things that you, we think is are like good or like you've been. In your mind, you're like, man, I've been eating this my whole life. Or, yeah, my mom used to say, that's good. I'm going to eat this shit, you know? And it's like, it might be good, it might not, but it might not fit your body. And your Mm -hmm. body is not reacting well to it. Like, I have a friend who's sick all the time, Mm -hmm. like in the bathroom all the fucking time. Like, and it's just because of the shit that he eats, you know? And he doesn't want to let go of certain things that he eats. You you got to grow up sometimes. So, yeah, you have to change. You have to change something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, diet and exercise if you you know if you feel up to it. So you
0: said you You recently changed up your diet. What what did you change from towards?
1: Well, I'm constantly changing because every now and then I'm a piece of shit for sure. You know, I want my Popeyes, I want something I want something disgusting, like on purpose. I I know the
2: feeling, man. You're just
1: looking to fuck yourself up (laughs) with crazy food. I know. (laughs) Like I have spinach, (laughs) I have some other good shit, you know what I'm saying at home. No, I want I want the nastiness in my in my stomach, but no, like uh, daily routines like waking up and and uh, drinking tea instead of coffee. Great example. Uh, Excellent, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, cutting out what I'm not going to say cutting out meat for everyone because it doesn't work for every, you know whatever it is for your body. You need to start. Researching your body more, like you, I know what does. You don't eat meat. No, I eat meat, but way less than than what I used to. I okay. eat a lot more fish than than red meat. Get I eat omegas. a lot less chicken than I used to. Um, ideally, I w- I want to not eat, you know, any meat, but it's also very difficult. It's tough, especially if you're not on it, mm-hmm. cooking for yourself every steak day. Steak is delicious, man. Steak is delicious. I love steak. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. having it
0: once every, you know two weeks or so like I can do that definitely um but like if there's like ground beef you're like oh wait shit is this beef or is it
1: like that meat again just ground up like right, what am I actually right. eating and you're eating a burger you're not even thinking not, that oh, is oh, it is you're yeah, like oh like, yeah I'm eating like a
0: piece of like meat like uh, yeah it's mm-hmm. the red meat again. yeah
1: i want to really just change the perception for me that uh, a meal needs a protein like like a like a live something <laughs> to to make it a meal you know cuz every time in my head where I'm like planning something on, I'm like yeah but like just toast and mm. cucumber. Like, what the yeah. fuck are the you, fuck? a rabbit? You know, like, I need something. <laughs> you know? What are you, a rabbit? I was vegetarian for, like, three months. At some point, my dad thought I was gay. <laughs> 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 Whoa. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Wasn't understanding the lack of red
2: meat, huh? <laughs> Well, my dad oh my would gosh. probably
0: say the same thing. He loves meat. He loves potatoes. Grew up in Utah. He's a Western guy. Oh, wait. he has he has like carbs. Like when you break down what you're eating, that's the way I think about my mm. food. Is I'm not eating a vegetable, or I'm not eating a broccoli. I'm not eating like uh, spinach. I'm like I'm eating a green, and I need the vitamins from the green. Mm. I'm not eating toast. It's a carb and carbs will give me energy for the day. Right. So I try and eat more carbs in the morning, in the afternoon. But rethinking the way that you're eating allows you to take a different approach Definitely. towards your diet as a whole. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm uh, and also, happy that you said diet as Yeah, of things. hell yeah.
1: And I've been getting into this dude, Dr. Sebi. Okay. He's a really good like, herbalist, uh dude from Honduras, and mm-hmm. he's talking about eating uh, electric foods. He has a whole different like. What do you, you mean electric sh- food? Should check it out. Um, basically, eating uh, food for their uh, nutritional value, kind of what what you're saying, but more so for their um, their compound. they uh, uh, like you eat what, spinach for iron, mm-hmm. right? You know, you eat this for potassium, whatever okay. it is. So, so kind of so, how he was just breaking it down, sort yeah, of. Yeah, he but the he's, vitamins. He's got this whole other agenda or this whole other thought process where. Those things matter and they're they're important, da, da 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 but um it's more about acidic versus alkaline. Like cool. if you're eating spinach, that's a lot of iron, but it's a lot of acid. So it's kinda like, is it worth the iron for that acid? So he want, says no. Like he a says balance? Yeah. He said you rather, you know, drink a cup of water with, with a moringa powder and have mm, like cool. fifty times more iron in one day. But anyway, like doing things like that, like supplying your brain with what it needs more so not thinking about your body needing protein but what your your body needs chemically you know yeah like electrically you know like (laughs) electronically Um, right because we're machines yeah that's right we're we're
0: meat bags on you know
1: skeletons technically and um you know dropping the
0: consciousness aspect of
2: human life just that
0: Yeah, makes man. me sound uh nihilistic
2: a little bit so let's bring it back to mika villain and uh you know Misha. <laughs> okay. I, was, I was gonna say so now that you're my friend misha can mm. we know where my friend misha is going from what upcoming projects you guys have mm. are you guys doing any shows
1: in the future yeah got an ep what, dropping soon what's, what's the, up what's the definitely. plan the, um definitely have like a lot of things going on with the band um we're planning a show hopefully by the end of this month where before i'll be going away i'm going to cali for a bit to work and then i'll be back in december um and um so definitely want to perform with them and um as for misha like i have a lot of production that's that's near completion and it's gonna be coming out whether it's in the form of an ep or in singles or i'm really looking for visuals first so okay have an idea I want to drop something like uh, like a kind of like a visual kind of journey like a five track you know story or video that kind of mm-hmm. goes with each other but is separate like a concept sort of album yeah almost? I almost want to say that yeah but um sounds cool I yeah mean, so, so awesome. it's it's almost done and then I have some personal other projects too and then the real thing that I'm excited for is the band to record Everything okay. that we've been doing live and fully uh, put out like a live EP under the band name. I'm excited to hear all you guys together. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah they're group of people. That's great. Yeah. I am. That's the thing that I'm most excited about. It's the most organic and like the, the highest level that I can see myself reaching within the, uh, within like myself, you know, because it's different. Uh, I like producing, I like creating songs and writing songs from from scratch and building something and making something beautiful, whether it's for me or for another artist Mm -hmm. or whatever. That's a whole other set thing, you know, when you're performing and when you're working with musicians and actually making music from thin air and not, you know, by yourself in the the studio, it's a whole different concept and it's like, it's bringing me back to why I love music, you know. That's great.
2: Yeah. And uh, then to younger you know, fans and people who like hip-hop and rap and all types of music, mm-hmm. what would you say to them if they're just starting out and want to get into this industry, want to become a lyricist, want to become a rapper, want to produce music?
1: Um, what would I say to them? Um, I don't want to sound too cliche, but mm-hmm. tur- like, turn off. If you're going to produce, then turn off your Wi-Fi and turn your phone off and... Bang your head against the wall three times and, <laughs> and then and or jerk off twice and then and then produce uh, because otherwise you know it 's so easy to get pulled into what everybody else is doing, and I want to sound like this, I want to sound like that, and it 's so easy to find out everything that you want to about production and engineering you don 't need to go to school you don 't need to pay money you don't need to do mm-hmm. anything like I could wipe my ass with the with the degree i yeah, have you know right. and still not have enough paper to finish like <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth anything a, uh, so don't go to school for it that's that's what i will say uh just follow your passion and and do what the music that, that makes you feel good and and do it for yourself first and other people will flock to it that's that's for sure if you're true to you do it for yourself Fuck yeah. first yeah yeah yeah. Fuck yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah i love that thought yeah man it's a it's a a, an idea that escapes a lot of artists Mm. they I mean you just said it you know you're creating sometimes you get lost in that creation for other people Mm. but but then you're not creating because you want to create then you're creating for your ego right and you Mm. get lost in oh I want people to like what I'm making because I've made it for them Mm -hmm. and if they don't like it I'm no good well it's not that you're no good it's that you created it for the wrong your intention Yeah, Yeah, yeah the intention behind the creation was wrong
1: yeah But then, I don't know if, I I, I completely agree with you, Mm -hmm. but if you hear like a song on the radio now, um, like what's that fucking, Mask, whatever, future song. Mm -hmm. um, Mask Off. Yeah, I'm sure whoever made that beat was like, I want people to fucking bounce. You know, Mm -hmm. that was his intention, you know? Uh, I just don't want that. That's not my intention when I make music. So when I say to other people, like, you know, do, do you do your passion? If, if you want to make bangers for other people to bounce to, and that's what makes you, then do your thing. For me, music is way deeper than that and way, way more important and could be way more influential. So I'm not going to squander my kind of like voice on making your dumbass fucking, you know, <laughs> dance for three totally. minutes at some dumb club.
2: Totally. Don't yeah. No need to sell yourself out. Yeah, and if you have got the juices in you, you know, and the spirit, the will, yeah, make what you can make. Have fun doing it, right? Hell yeah, Hell
1: I yeah. mean, I wish my songs would bump like in, <laughs> in the places. Don't <laughs> get me yeah. wrong, yeah. Yeah. but I'm not making them for that. You know, yeah. Uh, find a balance. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Well, that was an awesome interview, Mike. Yeah, thank, so you so thank, yeah you no, thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you.
2: Uh, I enjoyed that tonight. Yeah, happy you liked it, man. Yeah. If it, you, you, you want to pump thing. out a,
0: a plug, oh, yeah. where anyone can reach you, I know you said it earlier, but oh, yeah. if you could just say um, it again for
2: yourself or your
0: band, whatever sure. you want. Um,
1: right now, uh, if you guys have any good band names, uh, just message me at <laughs> at my friend Misha on Instagram um, or MF Misha. That's M F M E S H A. Search that on SoundCloud, and uh, yeah. I just realized MF Misha is also motherfucking Misha. Ah, there you go. Nice. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice.
2: Very tight. Thank you, Mai. Thank you, guys.
0: Well, guys, thank you for joining us for another episode on the Disconnection Podcast, where we aim to inform, inspire, and close the disconnections in your life. We'd like to thank our guests for joining us today, Mikhail Mai Kadosh for delivering a unique perspective on a range of topics. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes and YouTube. My name is Kyle. And I've been Ben. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Disconnection.